0: Hi and welcome to the Alcoholics Anonymous radio show here on Plains FM 96.9. My name is Pete and I'm an alcoholic. The purpose of this show is to increase public awareness of Alcoholics Anonymous as an effective means of recovery from the disease of alcoholism. So our show has two parts. First, we'll talk a bit about alcoholism, what it is and what AA can do to help. Then we'll be interviewing a recovering alcoholic who is active in the AA Fellowship. I'm now going to ask our guest to read the AA preamble, which is read at the start of every AA meeting.
1: AA Preamble: Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship for men and women who share their experience, strength and hope with each other that they may solve their common problem and help others to recover from alcoholism. The only requirement for membership is desire to stop drinking. There are no dues or fees for AA membership. We are self-supporting through our own contributions. AA is not allied with any sect, denominations, politics, organisations or institutions. It does not wish to engage in any controversy, neither endorses nor poses any causes. Our primary purpose is to stay sober and help other alcoholics to achieve sobriety.
0: So what is alcoholism? Alcoholism is a disease, not a disgrace. There's no shame in having an illness or a disease. An unusual feature of this disease is it will do whatever it can to convince you that you don't have it. However, once it's in its hold, the progression of symptoms is like the classic disease model and the victim is as helpless as a sufferer of cancer. If you are an alcoholic, you are at the beginning of a long road that usually ends in one of three places. Prisons, institutions or death. If you think this sounds dramatic, we can assure you that their collective experience has shown this to be true. The challenge is to convince the alcoholic to admit that they need help and become willing to seek it. Denial is a major symptom of alcoholism. The alcoholic is often the last person to recognize and admit they have it. Our definition of alcoholism is that it is an allergy of the body coupled with the obsession of the mind. The allergy is the physical aspect of the disease. After having the first drink, the phenomenon of craving develops and we lose control Over when we can stop drinking. The old saying is, one is too many and a thousand is never enough. And yet, because of the obsession of the mind, the mental aspect of the disease, the alcoholic is compelled to keep picking up the first drink. This makes him powerless. We often hear from sober alcoholics that many doubted whether life could be fun without alcohol. Fortunately, those people can report that their lives have improved dramatically since they became sober. The 12-step program of recovery, which is discussed at the meeting, in which we outline the Alcoholics Anonymous Big Book, is how we get sober and maintain our sobriety, one day at a time. This program has a proven track record of helping others, those helpless alcoholics, to achieve the long-term sobriety and recovery. It has taught us how to enjoy life sober. Okay, so anyone who has just joined us, you're listening to the Alcoholics Anonymous radio show here on Plains FM 96.9. We are just about to interview an AA member who is going to share their experience on alcoholism. So let's meet our guest. But our guest like to introduce himself to us? Yeah, my name's Jeremy. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Jeremy. Welcome. Welcome to the show. So Jeremy, can, can I ask how old you are? 55. 55. And how long have you been sober? 32 years. That's a lot of one day at a time, isn't it? So what's your occupation, Jeremy? a truck driver. Cool, and family, married with children? Uh, Married, I've got three uh, adult children. Great, and where are you from originally? Are you from Christchurch? Christchurch. You grew up here? Yes, born and bred here in Christchurch. And tell me, how how was your childhood growing up?
1: Uh, Growing up, I come from an an alcoholic background my father was a uh, alcoholic he's very violent so we were brought up in a home of uh, really unsettledness and um, you know quite um, violent father which is very unsettling
0: so tell me when did you start drinking and how did it progress for you
1: I picked up drinking around about 13 years of age and the progress quite quickly for me I practically blacked out in the first couple of years of my drinking, I would drink to oblivion most of the time i felt i i loved the feeling that drinking gave me
0: and to escape from life yeah so what did alcohol do for you really do you think
1: well it gave me confidence bought down my sh- i was a very shy type of person so it, right. it made me you know communicate with people and you know mix with people and
0: Yep. So, ha- how did you drink when you first started? Were you were you social or alone?
1: Or? I was drinking with people when I first started drinking. So, more
0: binge drinking, or
1: yeah, yeah, I, I drank more than the others. I noticed that they would drink maybe one to my three or something cans. You know, I, I'd, I'd always look at the the stack of cans or whatever it was bottles, and I'd have made sure that. You know, if I drank more, I would get you know, my fair share. So, you know, I was always drinking more than the other people.
0: Yep. So, did it ever progress at all to daily drinking for you?
1: Yeah, I drank most days. Um, when I was working, obviously, I couldn't drink while working, but I did drink on the job a few times. So, right. you know, things did get worse.
0: Yep. So, when did you really start thinking that you had a problem with alcohol? when I was
1: about 20, 22 years of age. I was living in Sydney and yeah, my drinking was right out of control. You know, I was at the DTs and, um, you know, living in the parks and, I, you know, homeless at, at points in my life. Um, you know, I really knew that drinking was destroying me, but I didn't know how to stop.
0: Had you ever tried to stop? No, no. So 22 years old and you realise that's fairly young to realise that you had a problem.
1: Yeah. It was mentioned through, you know, people I was living with that uh, I would hear them secretly saying, you know, that I had a problem with the booze and I think that sort of triggered off a lot um, of things in my mind that, well, you know, there's something wrong here. Um, Right.
0: So did it it cost you relationships or jobs, family, friends? I lost jobs. I lost a lot of jobs through drinking.
1: Family, well, I was sort of away from family, but I never communicated with family. I was always, you know, uh disappearing. Uh geographicals as they say, you know, I was yes, yeah. escaping.
0: What about the law that you Oh yes,
1: I I was in trouble with the law when I was about fifteen. Um, I was stealing bicycles and trying to sell them off and <laughs> so I was <laughs> I was in trouble practically <laughs> through drinking. Drinking made me do those things, you know. Yes. What about drink
0: driving? Oh, yes. I had many, many, had a, many of those. Many of yeah. drink driving yeah. charges. That sort of comes with yeah. alcoholism, doesn't it? Yeah. And did you find yourself an aggressive person when you drank? Sometimes, but more more of a comb it
1: out type of a drink, you know, more of like happy. And then I could turn sometimes, but most of the times I was, I was pretty mellowed out. Just sort yeah. of placid. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, what made you realise, really, that you needed help? Did just you hit a rock bottom? Or?
1: Yeah, I had, I believe I hit, for myself, I believe that it came at the time of, you know, as I said, the people were talking about me. I was sick all the time, no job, you know. As I said, I had no home. I was, all I had was a backpack with a few clothes in it. I practically bankrupt myself. Um, I was, you know, sick and tired of it, and I think that's when you know to do so, something about it
0: so with your because it's quite a short period of drinking but obviously yeah. quite a lot over that time how did you feel with your mental and emotional being
1: oh it was all over the show you know when i wasn't drinking I, you know i i didn't like people you know i had this um thing of life i, d- I just don't want to be here on this on this earth but when i drink you know i'd like people so it was as though you know there was holes in me you know, had all these holes in me. Mm.
0: And we use the word spiritual. So how was your spiritual being with your drinking?
1: I'd only use, um, like, if it was
0: going to court, I would say,
1: please God, no, I won't do it again. I was, you know, a crisis-type Christian. You'd call it a crisis Christian, they call it. Mm. Yep. But, that's, but only to get myself off a charge. Or, uh, But other than that, no, I wasn't. I was in between, an in-between person really right so tell me how did you find your way to your first AA meeting well I was living in a flat in Sydney and a friend of mine that lived in the flat he had been through AA and I heard him mention about you know um, it works for people you know but you have to um, you know detox and there's a detox place you can go to and, and then they will introduce you to AA so I thought you know I rang up I was just hungover and as crook as anything. I rang up and I made an appointment to go through um, detox, and they admitted me for a month, and I dried out. And in there, I discovered my first AA meeting. You know, I was still had the pajamas on, which they. yeah And you know, the Friday night I was introduced to AA with you know a hundred odd people, and I was instantly you know attracted to. You know, if these people can stay sober, maybe I can too.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, so how long did you did you stay in rehab, Jeremy, for before you came out and started doing AA on a, on a regular basis? I, I did a month detoxing, and then I did another
1: six months after that, um, like a halfway house type thing through the bridge program, and then I came out, and, uh, and I was I attended Alcoholics Anonymous meetings.
0: Right. And how did, the, how did the people treat you in the meetings? Oh, and brilliant. How did you feel? You, you obviously felt at home in those meetings. Oh,
1: brilliant. You know, they were the most, you know coming from a background of uh, upbringing of, you know, quite unsettled family and, you know, I was always edgy, a bit, you know, cagey about people. And I was always resentful, you know, people wanted something from me. But these people were genuinely wanted to help me. So I found them, you know, quite genuine. Especially the older members were quite, you know, willing to uh, go out of their way. So yeah, I found them really uh, helpful.
0: because mm. yeah. it, it's a big step at twenty-two years old to to walk into an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting and and not feel anxious or sceptical. Oh yes, it's very you know.
1: Yes, a lot of people in the meeting are a lot older than what I was. There were younger people coming in at that time, but uh, not many. But I thought you know, I was like. I was like those older members but I got there really quick you know things happened fast for me through my drinking
0: right so so in those meetings those those early day meetings did you feel you heard some hope to to help you go further
1: oh definitely definitely heard a lot of um you know the
0: AA program
1: you know it's a simple program and you follow the suggestions um yeah I thought, well, it's going to really uh, work for me if I work it.
0: Mm, put the work in. Mm, definitely. Yeah. So that was a long time ago. So how have you managed to stay sober all this time?
1: I'm a re- regular attendance at our Colots Anonymous meeting. I had a good sponsor and I have good sponsorship. And I think the key to it is I keep always a server position, and that's been sort of the backbone of my recovery. I keep involved and... Um, I never drift too far you know the alcohol's gone that's gone but I still have a thinking problem I think that's the key Mm -hmm. to keeping in the right frame of mind
0: so we're in the real festive season at the moment with Christmas New Year being celebrated tell me how did you handle the Christmases when you were drinking and New Year's Eve of course the the big the big night
1: oh the big night I love to get drunk, you know, the things that was, would be looking for a party, um, stocking up with plenty of booze, and getting totally written off, but I normally wouldn't make it past twelve, so um, I'd already make it to ten o'clock, and I'd be unconscious on the floor somewhere, so, you know, I don't remember too <laughs> many of my New Years, but I know the after effect of drinking, it's, uh, you know, the... Horrible hangover and the and the shakes. I used to suffer chronically from the shakes a lot. You know, and my hand would would shake. Right. You yep. know, and the cup of tea would be spilling when I'd fill it. You know. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: So all those Christmases ago and New Year's Eves ago, what's it like now that you're sober? Oh, totally different. Totally.
1: I different. spend time with the family. Uh, normally, wake up. I know that I've what I've done. I've got a clear head and a clear conscience. And the great thing is, you know, um, I normally go out for a run or I go for a walk, um, life is really good, sober, and I never want to forget that, you know, I wasted so much time drinking, and now it's about living for me, you know, is the key.
0: Exactly. Mm. So how would you describe, through the years, your your self-esteem, your confidence, how would you find that's grown for you in sobriety?
1: Oh it's grown you know remarkably you know as the years go on I still keep learning I front up I take responsibility my self esteem is oh it's probably 90 90 percent better hmm. you know, through the through the Anonymous program
0: and what what about changes in your life with your career living situation did you see any changes there oh
1: definitely I held down jobs whereas before I'd lose them you know I turn up every day I'd turn up for work I've had a number of jobs over the years but I've never lost a job sober but when I was drinking I lost jobs so you know and through that booze you know had destroyed a lot of my chances of progressing into a good career or
0: you know. yeah of course yep and there's so many things that we can do sober you know get our own home travel find new hobbies and interests well how did you find that for you
1: Oh, I found you know I had well I wasn't wasting my money so, I'd be able to afford to you know buy my own home, put a deposit down. Um, I met, met a woman, I got married, I had three three children. which are growing up now. That's all due to you know being sober. I believe I would have never, have had the opportunity you know to even meet um, another person. You know, as I, as I said before, I just didn't like people. To you know, I had to drink, mm. but now that I'm sober. You know I have this remarkable life, and you know people like being around me with
0: they before they didn't like being around me mm. yeah. so the relationships of of friends past friends or, or for current friends really and obviously your children has been immensely improved
1: oh remarkable yeah it's you know they've grown up now and my oldest is twenty four the youngest is twenty. And they just live their own life now you know they don't, uh, but you know those early years of bringing them the children up you know sober and a sober household i think um is very important mm. to me it was you know i felt you know these children have been brought up with a sober parent yeah. mm. so what are your goals for the future do you think well my number one goal is to stay sober right. that's, that's number one priority stay sober um, and, you know, I like to travel a bit more since the kids have gone. So I like do a bit more traveling and um, just really, you know, enjoy life and keep on what I'm doing and keep involved in AA. I think, you yep. know, it's a
0: yep, important part of sobriety oh, even after all these years. Definitely. Yep. So with the listeners who are hopefully listening tonight, what would you suggest to them? If they think they may have a drinking problem,
1: my suggestion: if you if you think you're going to come along to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting and sit there and listen and listen to the similarities, if you can identify, you you're probably an alcoholic. Mm. But you know some of the stuff I've ju- I've said, you know, uh, the alcohol's gone, but I have this unsettled mind, and you know, it's what we call an alcoholic alcoholics and alcoholics of our type you know um if alcohol was just the problem i'd put it down and i wouldn't i ha- wouldn't have to do anything but mm. it's just a, a bit more than that
0: you know so what sort of questions would you ask somebody um whether they needed help you because know, a lot of people may not realize that they need help
1: I would, I would ask them you know a
0: few questions
1: you know and i'd say to them you know you know is come to the meeting um, was we have a program where you can diagnose yourself quickly and I think AA is, is straight to the point we we need to be um, if you can stop your drinking as you quickly diagnose yourself, you know, you'll soon find out, you know
0: mm. Mm, Exactly. Yeah. So tell me, AA is described as a spiritual program. What does spirituality mean for you?
1: I, I look at it as like um helping other people you know kind word um all of those good things that go with you know communicating with human beings mm. you know it's not a religious by any means you know but it's right.
0: it's spiritual it's yep. caring and kind and so what does a spiritual lived life look like for you on a basis daily day basis
1: i just see it as, as
0: it's just me you
1: know those things like you know being nice to people kind word it's yeah, I don't I don't walk out and preach or anything like that, like right. that. I try to it's more of a living thing for me it's those examples you know the the things I you know
0: do in my life
1: yep yeah
0: yeah Jeremy look it's been really wonderful to talk to you tonight and thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story with us for a long long time and so many one- days at a time thank you so much So for our listeners, if you're related to anything that you've heard or would like to have some information about Alcoholics Anonymous, you can look us up on the website www.aa.org.nz or call us on 0800-AA-WORKS. There are 66 meetings a week in Canterbury, so it's likely there's one near you. So please join us next week to hear from another AA member sharing their experiences. Our show airs every Monday, 5.30 on Plains FM and repeats again on Wednesdays at 12.30pm. You can find podcasts of all our past shows on the Plains FM website at plainsfm.org.nz, or you can download and subscribe to podcasts on iTunes. So that brings us to the end of our show. Thank you for listening and remember, if you want to drink, that's your business. If you want to stop, we can help you. You don't have to do it alone. We will close now with the serenity prayer as we do in every meeting. God, God grant, grant me the serenity me to, serenity to, to accept, the accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change, change the things, things I, I can, and, and the wisdom, wisdom to know, to know the difference. difference. You've been listening to the Alcoholics Anonymous Radio Show on Plains FM ninety six point nine.